excited about today's guest. He's one of my favorite people. He's a beast in the mortgage business at VIP Mortgage. He is currently ranked number eight, number eight in the Arizona market and number five in Maricopa County. And I would say number three amongst mortgage bankers in Maricopa County. Uh, most importantly, he is an amazing husband and father married to his high school best friend, one of his high school best friends. And he is a former Arizona State University Sun Devil, been in the mortgage business for 18 years. So without further ado, please welcome Stuart Crawford. Welcome everybody to Real Talk with Ryan Madrid. We are in the VIP Mortgage office right now. So thank you to VIP Mortgage for sponsoring uh, the podcast. I have my sister Trisha and my nephew Trey in here managing the production. And uh, the first thing I, I just wanted to talk about was the reason why we're doing this podcast. Um, and we did it before it ended. Kind of didn't know the the direction we really wanted to go in. And um, so, but I do want to recognize the people that helped the first time because it was my, I guess it was, when I say my fault, it wasn't my fault. It was just my indecision of how I wanted to go with it. So, uh, Sydney Stemfley and Carol Taylor with marketing at VIP Mortgage, they did a really good job with uh, social media and marketing the podcast in the first place. And then Skylar Irvine over at Rensler Media, they were unbelievable um, as far as the production was concerned and managing that for us. So, I'm sure they had plenty of people frustrated because I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So, recognizing them and letting them know that I appreciate it. Thank you. We have moved the production into VIP Mortgage, like I said. So this is kind of where we're at now moving forward. The purpose is a little bit different than it was before, and I think we know what we're doing now. The direction we want to go is <clears throat> excuse me, not just focusing on realtors, uh, not just focusing on LOs or title. We really want to focus on people and the, the careers, the afterthought. Ultimately, we're going to be doing realtors and LOs, obviously, but we're going to we're going to hit people that are doing development in the community, commercial stuff in the community, restaurants, bars. It, I don't a nonprofit. We have somebody come up that's really got a cool story with nonprofit stuff. So, um, so that's where we're going to go with this. And <clears throat> today, first guest of the new launch um, is somebody I think that. We kind of helped each other move forward when we were both in a position where we kind of didn't know if we really even wanted to do this career anymore. Um, and, and even though I was fairly new in the business, he had been in the business for a long time. So the reasons may have been a little bit different. I wasn't sure if I was going to survive or make it in the business. And I think he was just more along the lines of just just sick of it. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I know that's the truth. So, um, so my guess is my business partner. Uh, Stuart Crawford, and uh, he's not only my business partner, but one of my best friends. And I think I, I think that there's so much into our story that's really cool. So it's it's gonna it goes along perfectly with the purpose of why we're doing this. Um, so first off, hi Stu, how's it going, buddy? Hi Ryan, how you doing? <laughs> so honored to be uh, the first guest on the reboot. Relaunch, Real talk reboot, you know. with Ryan Madrid, the maiden voyage. <laughs> Let's do this. I think this is actually you know, this is good for us too because it reinvigorates a little bit and it's something else, something new to go along with what we're currently doing. So, and I think we're going to get 
you know, some enthusiasm from friends, obviously, because my sister has been doing such a good job with the social media side of things. I, I actually have to look at my social media and answer questions now. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's funny. Like, I didn't know how many people would be like, hey, man, can I get on the show? Or what's, what's going on with it? Or, just, or even just giving me a little bit of crap about the show. So anyways... Um, let's dive in a little bit, like way obviously before you came to VIP mortgage and like, what even brought you to Arizona? Where are you from? I don't, people don't know who you are. That's the truth. Like he's like this like urban legend guy because he doesn't really go out into the world. <laughs> like really, I mean, from like you started your career doing the same stuff that everybody does, but you've just built this business that the business is kind of helped just come to you because you do such a good job. So as far as like going out into broker opens, open houses, all that sort of stuff, it's just something you haven't done in a long time. So people know the name and they know that the, the, the service is unbelievable, but they don't know who, who you are at all. And the only reason they do is because of you. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so go back to where you're from. All right. About started. Uh, so born in San Antonio, Texas, lived there for 10 years, and then in uh, uh, fourth grade moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Finished school there, and then uh, came out here to go to ASU. Looked at a couple of different campuses, and, uh, you know, yeah. you see, only have to walk through ASU one time, go down Palm yeah. Walk, and you're like, hey, yeah. Dad, th- I think this is where I'm going. Yeah, it's a great school. That's yeah, I heard the business school. Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but you came out here with some buddies, though, too, right? Yeah, I was su- super fortunate. I mean, I grew up with an uh, awesome, close-knit brotherhood of guys that we're all to this day super close and known each other since you know elementary school middle school uh and a handful of us went to asu together so definitely made the transition from high school to college easy because i had a built-in right. crew right? right so uh yeah we had a lot of fun what um did you have any dis- like idea what you were going to major in what you wanted to do when you got there just like i'm gonna go there and just start school and then figure it out like most people do no, I knew I, I, I wanted to be a stockbroker. So I decided, well, what what is the degree that goes with that? Because there's not a stockbroker degree. Did they call those financial advisors now? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know if stockbrokers exist. Uh, so I got a fine. So I went for finance. So I okay. went there to get a finance degree. Okay. So, so you were a math guy? Not at all. <laughs> the, the, the ironic thing is, is I never liked math in all of grade school. All the way through high school, college, couldn't stand math. Always had to find somebody to help me work through like projects, just because I just didn't have the patience for it. So, and then ironic that now I do math every day, all the time, which is funny. With a mortgage calculator or whatever those things. The HP twelve C, HP platinum version. Yeah, that'll throw you for a loop, especially somebody getting into a business into the business that wasn't in the business like way back. Right, those things are. I can't even use a normal calculator. It's scary. So how did you end up doing this then? Did you, did you go into the stockbroker world or the financial advising world or, and then, then went into the mortgage world? How no, never made it. So when I graduated college, that was right when the tech bubble burst. And okay. I thought to myself, A, I looked way younger than I was. So I'm like, okay, here's this guy slash kid that looks like he's 16 that's going to go try to convince guys twice my age to put money in a market where they just lost all their money. It didn't seem like it made a lot of sense. So um, I kind of pivoted direction and didn't know what I was going to do. And then my senior year of college, I needed to get a part-time job. So I literally opened up the ASU State Press, the school paper, and I looked. I had three parameters. 
fit with my school schedule, have something to do with business and finance, uh, and you know, not not necessarily be you know full time deal. So I found I opened it up and I found this ad for an assistant loan officer. Had no idea what that was uh, for a mortgage company. This was kind of the first refi boom that sort of hit. Um, so that was starting to go right. They were they were, they were they were everywhere. Mortgage companies were popping up left and right. So anyway, took this job and uh, I mean that's that's that. I mean there's more to that story, of course, as you know. But that's yeah. that's how I sort of got into the business by default. And then you went to go work from there. Did you, did you go right to Waterfield or did you go? No. So from that mortgage company, it was like a call center basically. Okay. So I would basically call off lead sheets and set appointments for loan officers to try to close you know, deals for gotcha. people. So I did that for a while. That's actually kind of a ballsy job for a kid in college or... It was. A, I'll tell you what. It was a college. great experience because yeah. I got good on the phones. I yeah. got good dealing with people, hearing no, right? Yeah. All those things that are kind of good for someone to be molded into, as far as sales is concerned. And uh, you know, I, I I started getting sort of a knack for it. So I was starting to set up a lot of appointments, and then I noticed that guys on the side were coming up to me saying, "Hey, I'll I'll give you some cash on the side if you come in on a Saturday and just make calls for me." Okay. And I was like, okay, hmm, maybe I, maybe I'm okay at this. Yeah. So, but it was no mortgage talk, right? I mean, I had like a few keywords, I'm sure, but I didn't know what I was talking about. Anyway, so um, anyway, so left that job, ended up not liking it, wasn't feeling it. Went to a, a guy wanted me to help him build a call center, and I went to do that very briefly, and then he took me to a quote unquote real mortgage company. Um, and which is a, a big one in town that back in those days, and everybody would know who it was. And I started working there, and I don't think I lasted more than, I don't even know, three to six months, if that. And I quit. And I remember my dad's like, why are you leaving? I said, Dad, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but this business is so unprofessional. It's so, right. lack of a better word, it felt sleazy, right? I didn't right. like my manager. Everybody was a yes man. It just felt weird. It, wasn't, it, just, it, it didn't align with me. So I quit and kind of swore off the mortgage business. I was like, I'm never getting back into that deal. Now I'm going to go find my, my real job, right? Um, and then to get to Waterfield. So as you know, I was, I was sitting on a couch one morning, um, at a, at a friend's house and they, and that, that friend had a roommate and they had a friend who was also sitting on the couch with me, who I which barely happened knew, to be my college roommate, which is super weird. <laughs> and, uh, he is a recruiter, right? A headhunter. Yep. And he goes, Hey man, you gotta, you gotta go do this interview uh, at this company. And I said, is it a mortgage company? He says, yes. I go, I'm not going. Shout yeah. out to Max Hanson. Yeah. Max Hanson. Thank you, <laughs> sir. I, th- I think, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Let me think about that. Um, so yeah, Max is a great guy. And, and so he's like, you got to go take this interview. And I said, no, I'm not doing the mortgage business, man. I got to find something else. And I graduated now. FY. Yeah. So I was out of college, right. And trying to figure out what I was going to do. And so anyway, he just kept on me. He's like, my, my buddy loves it. I'm telling you, it's different. So I went. And I think what, what got me was I, they put me through six interviews. Yeah. So I interviewed like manager one and then manager two. And then they flew out regional manager mm-hmm. from Texas. And then there's another guy. And then it ended with Jack Teagarden, who's, you know, like the godfather of VIP mortgage, right? Yeah. So that told me what I need to know. This was a real company. And these are real guys. Right. And they were about family. And they, I remember the first lunch I had kind of similar to your story. They asked me questions about my parents and my family. And I was yeah. like, okay, these guys, I like these guys, right? It actually, so touch on that just for one quick second too, because your dad's, what is he, a cardiologist? Correct. Sorry, so did you ever think you were going to go that direction? Never, I never, never thought one medicine time. once. Not never one once. time? You're like, no. Nope. And he never like said, hey, I no, want you to be a doctor? Never. Yeah, that's never. cool. Yeah. So, um, so you went and then 
you you're interviewing with Keith and obviously you went through the gamut and that stuff. And it is true because nowadays loan officers move a lot. Mm-hmm. Realtors move a lot. Title people can move a lot. I think if you want to get a job somewhere and you're a decent producer, you're pretty much going to go. If you go into like other spaces, like I was in the medical field for a long time, pharmaceuticals and medical devices, I mean, they put you through a gauntlet of interviews and it's, that's how you, you, they think that like, you know, it's a serious place, right? But that's super corporate America, right? And, Absolutely. but we I don't know. I mean, I got to the point where obviously I didn't want corporate America anymore. I, it was like the last thing on earth I wanted to. I wanted to do. I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial, and that's what you can do in this space, in the realtor space, real real estate space, I guess. Um, so, <clears throat> so after you took that job at Waterfield, I mean, you basically were there till it. Yeah, I mean, today, and right? you you nailed it, man. That was it was the perfect combo. And I was still, I mean, I was what twenty two. I was twenty two when I took this job, so I still didn't know anything about anything, right? Right. And um, and but, you're forty now, by the way. Yeah, this goes fast. <laughs> uh, and so what? But but I could sense, like I told you, the family part. But it was just the right amount of corporate, right? Because I came from these jobs where I felt like there was no backbone, there was no structure. Like yeah. the management was weird, and I'm like, who who's running this thing? Right. So Waterfield was the perfect amount of corporate without being too corporate. Not that I necessarily knew what that was at that time. And then the family atmosphere. Keith, as you know, I mean, one of the greatest guys you will ever meet. Right. Um. So I was super, super fortunate to this day. So grateful that I got to go under his wing. Um, so anyway, we're at Waterfield for a few years. We're the, uh, you know, by happen chance, the branch I work at is the, the I believe it was the biggest producing branch in, in the company for Waterfield, which was family owned and based out of Indiana. So Midwest company. And Keith was like the hot shot, right? Um, and then in, I forget what year it was, but a few years later, then Waterfield got acquired. They sold to American Home Mortgage. And I mean, Dick Waterfield, he either saw the writing on the wall or was the luckiest guy ever because he sold right about a year or so before everything went to, right. you know what. So uh, American Home takes us over to give you the, a magnitude of the size of company. We went from a 300 loan officer company to a 3,000 loan officer company. So huge, publicly traded on the NASDAQ. I think they were a $70 billion operation. And so big company, all good, you know, no, no issues with the transition. And then now we fast forward, I think it was 18 months, July of 07, and this I will never forget. Uh, I come to, come to work on a Monday, and we are just, everything's great, right? Pipelines are big. we got builder business. We've got just, the, the world you guys is had like a You guys had billions of dollars like in, like, supposed to be funded, right? We had a lot. Yeah, it was a company. Yeah. So I'll give you that stat. So what happened was, so that Monday I come in, I get an email from corporate. Everybody gets it, right? It says yeah. temporarily not funding loans. So you don't, I mean, you just figure out oh, the IT guys will be fixing that any second, right? not even really knowing what's going on. Next day, still not funding loans. So a few more days go by, right? Basically, by the end of the week, Keith and management had kind of come to us and said, hey, guys, because we're, you know, we're low men on the totem pole, right, at a company like this. Writing's on the wall. They're going under, right? Yeah. right? They've run out of capacity, and they're, they're going to go under. So the stat I was going to give you is, from what I was told, that organization missed almost a billion dollars in fundings in that small time frame. People that had signed loan docs were ready to fund on their new homes wow. and they never and the money never came. So what year was it? Was that was July of 07. 07. So that was I you know, they were one of the first big boys to go down. Yeah. So I lived through that and it was scary. But at that moment I wasn't scared because Keith was such a great big brother and mentor to me that I and he kept his cool that I'm like, hey if he's cool, I'm cool. Right. Yeah. It's like the herd mentality, right? right. 
And then, uh, you know, I'm like, what are we going to do? He's like, don't worry, we'll figure it out. Let's just worry about placing these loans and getting these people in their homes. So we did that. Um, and then, I, you know, I don't really remember, maybe it was a week or so. And I'm talking to him on the phone and I'm pacing in my backyard. And I'm like, okay, man, what's the next steps? What are we going to do? And I'll never forget. He goes, I don't know. And I literally started to get a little choked up. I could sense he was getting choked up on the phone and that yeah. made it even Right. More, right? It's even worse. Sympathetic and, criers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I thought, oh, this is not good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so then I think he's like, just hang tight, hang tight, just sit tight for me. And then I think maybe it was a few days later, I don't remember. I get another phone call from him. He says, hey, meet me at the old office. So I go, I go, okay, I got nothing else to do. Was know. there like wires hanging from the oh, ceiling? Oh, it was literally like, like oh, it was like third world country in there. It was like really? printers were stolen and like, oh, wow. I mean, literally it was like that. It was out of a, it was out of a movie. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and this is an office in Scottsdale. I mean, it's just like totally ransacked. And so I go in and I'm there, they're actually sitting in my old office, like the office I was used to work in. And it's Keith, Keith's dad, Jack, and, uh, and, and Jay Barber, who I'd never really met before. And Keith goes, Hey, this is my, my, you know, my best friend, Jay. Um, so Jay and Keith are the principal owners here at BIP. Correct. Correct. Right. And, and like best friends since fifth grade. Yeah, and it's an amazing story. And I yeah. remember walking in Jack Teagarden looks at me, and it's like I think it's like a Saturday morning, yeah. and he's got a huge bag of sausage McMuffins, <laughs> and he, there's like I think there's like twenty in there, and he's like, "You want a sausage McMuffin, Stewie?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." No idea what's going on. And then J- Keith introduces me to Jay. I think Jay's got a visor on, right? Like you do, you can <laughs> yeah, see it, yeah. right? And uh, and I'm like, this guy seems like a cool guy. And Keith's like, we're going to start a mortgage company. Come, w- come with us. And I was. And I, Jay had been in the space. We just just brief touch on Jay for a second because I think it's important to the story. Jay was in the Marine Corps. So Keith went on to college after high school. Jay went into the Marine Corps, served in Desert Storm. When he came back, Jack got him a job as a pro. Uh, no, like the front office person. At, he was the receptionist. The receptionist yeah. at Waterfield. Right. Yeah, and remember, before that, Jack had Keith and Jay running like loan docs as sixteen-year-olds, right. like all around town. Right. Yeah. Right. Because Jack was a national sales manager at Waterfield right. in like the eighties, right? So, and then so, but Jay was at he was a branch manager at Fairway, wasn't he? Correct. Okay. Yeah, he was. So, basically, when you guys all met, um, Jay had been in the business too. But they just decided they wanted it was time to work together, and and, and it was a, not a time to start a mortgage company. Obviously, right. it was like, what are you doing? Um, so, did anybody else from Waterfield come at that time too? Like Bronner? Or, oh yeah, or we had we had a little Peacock. We had like a handful crew. Okay. Yeah, Peacock, the Bronners, uh, B. La- Brian Lad, right oh. now VIP's yep. head of IT. Yeah, um, I think he was a processor. So that was yeah. So yeah, there was a little crew of us that all went. So I think on day one, you know, I'm ge- I'm guessing. I think we had like 15 ish employees, right? Okay, and that was August of 07. That's when the company started. And our very first office was a. a a loft at the brickyard on Mill Avenue that Jay owned. That's a great spot. It was awesome. <laughs> but we were in this residential loft, right? right? And it's like I can touch the IT slash processor slash underwriter, right. same person. There's, it's like this. There's wires everywhere. We're, right. we're trying to do loans. Jay's trying to set things, warehouse lines up. I mean, it was – looking back, it's pretty special. I mean, now considering that, you know VIP's got 400-plus employees, and um, it's, been a, it's been a crazy journey. Right. So – when we were over in, so I started uh, January 7th of 2013 with VIP Mortgage at the Portalis building, 
which was also a building that we got for like nothing, right, right on uh, Chaparral and Scottsdale Road. Jay would always joke that we we rented the Volvo, or excuse me, we rented the Bentley for the Volvo price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was views of Camelback Mountain. It was amazing. So that's um, so when I started there, you watched me just flail around. Well, here's a, in my defense, I'm gonna throw this out there. So I take the job. To, I decided to leave. I was with Procter and Gamble at that time, and I decided to leave that world to do my own thing, right? And which I thought was going to be my own thing. And but nobody at VIP, everybody was so seasoned, like it been in the business since that's like all they'd ever done. Nobody was out like getting new relationships. Right. So I had like you know no direction so to speak for what I wanted to do. Like I didn't, you know what I mean? Like literally there was nobody was like out doing things. So I was trying to figure it all out for myself and making Massive amounts of mistakes, and then and I thought going to the Paradise Valley Home Tour was going to get me deals, but I realized that nobody gets houses in that area with a loan. You know, it's like it's like all cash paid people. Like, but I did that for two years. Uh, I mean, just every single thing, and I was just like flailing around trying to build my own teams. Because I I kind of knew I, every time Jay would walk by me, because Jay put me in QC. Remember, I was in a cubicle oh, yeah. in QC, and it was like I was dying because I was sitting next to like a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, and they were talking about, you know, I mean, they're literally right out of high school, and I was 38. I'd wear, like, a suit to work and sit in this cubicle, and I was by far the worst one at the job, too. Like, I'm like, it was just, and Stephen Metz would be like, this, there's seven mistakes on this one. If you can do six in a row, I'll let you move forward. Finally, I just said, finally, I just said to Jay, like, he'd walk by me, I'd look at him, I'd just go, I'm quitting. And he'd be like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. He's like, nope. And I'd, and I'd walk away. I was like, ah. <laughs> so when I got out, finally got out of there, Jay said, all right, you can start doing your own thing. It's when I kind of was just like lost, right? Trying to figure it out. Obviously, there's people to help, but I mean, everybody's busy doing their own thing. And you were down the hall. And obviously, we knew each other, but we weren't like homies, so to speak. Right. But you were the top guy in in the office and we're in Maricopa County for VIP Mortgage. And um, so you were kind of seeing me from afar f- flailing, and I could hear you from afar crying <laughs> about how frustrated you were. I thought I was were. alone at night at the office. Yeah. I nobody was there. I just remember you just be you just like, dude, I don't know if I can do this. This is like killing me if I have to take another loan application, yada, yada, yada. So... Just to kind of get into the point, like where where you and I decided to start working together, um, I had just I remember I was just getting deals from Oleg and Tucker at the brokery, and they were such good you know, friends. Two of the they, best humans on the planet. Yeah, and they were very patient with me um, because I had people trying. You know, I knew that I just wanted to be out doing getting the, the business, be the, the business development sort of guy and bringing them in and and having somebody on the inside kind of doing the actual deal from from contract to close basically for me. And I, there's, this whole, you know, there's different models that people can have, obviously, and that was the kind of the model that I knew I needed. And But I had just, like, gotten to the point where I came into this business and I was thinking, like, all right, I don't need to make any money really – like, because I'm going to kill it because I used to just, you know, call in neurosurgeons and stuff and before they were scrubbing in to go, you know, save somebody's life. 
and I shouldn't have a problem getting business from from you know referral partners, realtors or or financial advisors or whatever. Well, I found out quickly that, that it was hard, you know, really hard because they're getting attacked from every angle as well. Um, you know, you really don't know what how much business this person's doing, which market you really should be going to. Because, again, I didn't feel like I had that sort of direction because there wasn't really anybody doing what I was doing here. And <clears throat> so I was running out of money, and I walked by your office, and I actually came by, I came into your office because I just got a call from my kids' school. So they're going to private school. And they were there on a scholarship because we knew the superintendent. Like, we actually left public school and went to that school because they asked us to. And, well, he left and didn't tell anybody. So the new principal, so to speak, or superintendent calls me and says, hey, your kids are in the waiting room. They can't go to school today. Right? And I'm, like, broke, dude. And I was like, well, wait a second. You know, it's like $1,000 a month. And I went in. And obviously, you and I had talked to plenty at this point just about, because you were helping me with deals. And uh, I just sat there, and I remember just like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. Like, I have to leave and go pick up my kids. It was so embarrassing, right? My kids are like, what's going on? You know, and I'm having to call, you know, my ex-wife. It's like, she's like, what? You know? So then Jay walked in, and... And I'm sitting there, and I'm basically telling you both a story, and I'm basically breaking down, like, dude, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, I can't do this anymore. Um, I need, I just, just, I can't afford. I literally couldn't. I don't think I had a thousand dollars. Like, literally, I'd wasted every penny that I had had at that point, um, trying to build the business, and I'd gone on through through other stuff, obviously. But like, you were like, hey, dude, what do you need? Like, you're like, do you need money? Like, here, I'll give you money. Like, what do you want? You know, whatever you need. It was nothing about us even partnering, right? It was just like, what do you need? And then Jay comes in, and Jay's like, uh. Like, Jay walked over to his desk, and can I tell this thing? Is this okay? <laughs> Jay, well, Jay literally just, Jay came over, and he's just like, dude, how much money do you need? And he just wrote me basically a check out of his own checking account, which I've paid him back, obviously, since then. But... Which to me was just like, dude, I I didn't. You guys were somewhat new friends to me, right. really, and but both of you were like, here's money. Like it wasn't like here's the company money. It wasn't like here's. It wasn't it strings was, attached. It was like literally, a, it said you know his name on his Wells Fargo account, and he just like gave me a check, and it it was a good amount of money. He's like, this should, will this help you get through where you need to be because you're going to make it. He's like, dude, you're going to, you're going to do it. Like, this is what happens. Everybody quits too soon and it's harder than people think. But once, once it clicks, it rolls and it rolls and rolls fast. Right. And that was kind of when you just, probably the next week you're like, Hey man, let's go to lunch. Right. And we went to, where did we go? Uh, tap house, yeah, tap yeah. house. I forgot last time. Ta- yeah, tap house at uh over the, by uh, Houston's. Yeah. Or not Ganey. Yeah, over by Houston's. Hilton Village. Yeah, there yeah. you go, Hilton Village. Yep. So yeah, you asked me to go meet to, for lunch, and then you can. Kind of well, go yeah, and so you know, let's back up a little bit because there's a couple. There's a couple <laughs> points here that I think are important. I think first is I'm going to defend you for a second since this recording is going to be out in the universe forever. Uh, you were not totally flailing. 
right? You were there were parts of your business that were flailing because you didn't have the support that you needed, but you were out there kicking ass, right? I don't know if we're allowed, are we allowed to say that on sure. the radio. I mean, this is real talk with Ryan. Madrid. <laughs> we're gonna get real. Uh, and you were though. You were out there, like you said, you were hitting the streets. You were making things happen. You were networking. You were building relationships, and and I saw that from afar, like you said. Like I, you know, I I had a front row to the probably one of the coolest movies ever, and I'm sitting there watching you, and I'm like, okay, th- this guy's got something, man. This is there is something super special about this Ryan Madrid, but I'm just gonna hang tight. I'm gonna let him do his thing. And and frankly, I didn't want to, you know, you were doing your thing. I wasn't gonna get in your way, right? You're gonna go follow whatever. Right. breadcrumbs you were going to follow, right? I wasn't going to just stop you. I was going to let you, you know, try it for yourself. And uh, so you were doing a great job. And then, but like you said, you switched around different teams and no one could give you the back end support you needed. And, uh, and I think bigger than that, as you and I both know, working with your friends is everything, right? And yeah. you and you and me are, are, are friends way before business right. all day long. Right. right. And so, um, you were doing a good job. And I, and I will say one more thing. I, I remember vividly the time when you came in my office about the tuition deal. And I don't know what made me just think of this, but I remember you coming in. and Because re- remember, right outside my office was all the girls, right? The whole yeah. team was right there. Yeah. And I remember you came in, and you were, you were so flustered by this situation because obviously this was a situation you were not used to, right? You were a yeah. guy that always made things happen. The stars always aligned, and, and it happened for Real Madrid. But this one moment, it didn't. And it was like, whoa. And you came in and you start telling me all this. And I remember stopping you because my door was wide open. You didn't even, like, if your head would have been clear, you would have shut the door behind you and started right. vomiting on me, right? right. Like you just came in and started, and I was like, ho, 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 dude. And I remember getting up and I'm shut, I shut the door because I'm like, no one else needs to hear this. This is super private, right? right? Anyway, but yeah, and then Jay came in. and But I think what's cool about that story is that we, like you said, we weren't partners yet. Yeah. We weren't. And like you said, to answer your question, we finally were like, okay, let's, let's go to lunch. Because I knew on my end there was kind of two options for you. And, I'll, and we, I know you and I talk about this all the time. But, I, again, I remember sitting down at the tap house, and, and you know, you ordered your turkey burger because you think it makes, slims you down. You know? <laughs> uh, and it does. Okay. Whatever you say. <laughs> Ground beef's better. Uh, and so – you, we sit down, and I don't even think we made it more than 10 minutes into that lunch. And I remember you're like, okay, dude, what's up? Like, what, what do you think we should do? And we both knew where it was going to go. Yeah. And I said, you got two options, man. I got – you got – and I was nervous. I was nervous to have this lunch with you because I looked up to you in a lot of ways. I'm like, this guy's a bad A, you know what? Like, this, this dude is the, legit. Like, I don't, I don't want to blow this opportunity to, to build something super special with this guy. So we sit down, and I'm like, look, man – Option A, you learn the business inside and out. You can be the lone surgeon, the guy that you knew you couldn't be because you didn't have the seasoned experience like you were saying, right? Because it takes time. Yeah. And, I, and I said, but that option is two years on my hip. You're going to sit in my office for two years. You're going to listen to every phone call. Like, I will get you there, but you've got to be willing to do that. Option B is you could just not do that and just focus on what you already are good at and what you like to do cuz that's where it's going to be fun and i will all the things that you've had problems with i will handle all of that for you so basically you go kill the pig i'll make the best bacon you've ever tasted right, right. and that was kind of our joke and uh, and I, I remember i didn't even barely finish that second option and and i remember you kind of did your you kind of popped up and you're like that one yeah. <laughs> that's, that so that's exactly Thank what you. happened yeah and then gosh man but but was Bree already working with us at that time, or did she come in after? I can't remember. That's a great her. question. 
I feel like she came. So Bree's six years right now. Okay, so she's, yeah, so she, I think she was with, God, I, anyways, it was very close in time right. with that. Because in order for our, our system that you were, that you really wanted to do, because back up even further, right? You were also, dude, I remember you telling me, dude, I, I might just take a year off and I'd go figure out what I want to do. Right. Because I can't take another loan app sitting in here. Um, you know, and those times were, was it was not easy. It wasn't like, you were doing, I remember you were doing like 15 deals. I mean, that was, that wasn't like a, a that was a big month. Yeah, like a, I think a big month was like 20 at yeah. that time, right? Right. And I mean, so it wasn't people knocking out hundreds of deals a month like like they are now, but obviously now it's different, but it's been we've grown astronomically for multiple different reasons and obviously having the team and the system and process and stuff. And I think Bohm helped a little bit through that process, John Bohm with driven coaching was was helping us with both of us separately. 100%. And he kind of had that vision. I think Jay helped find Bree, um, which is, she's like our partner, right? The inside, she is like the head of the inside loan officer. Um, but, you know, she took a lot of, of, she gave you more bandwidth, basically. Right. Basically, she took a lot off your plate so you can do, just so you weren't so stressed out, you weren't working so much, staying in, like, because you have, Obviously, a wife, and you at this, that point you had Colton. Yeah, I think that's it. Just yeah, little and baby. so you're just like raised, just starting a family, mm-hmm. um, and you know you can't get when you're you leaving the office at seven o'clock. You got a brand new kid, and you really you want to be a dad, right? And right. you know it's like frustrating and it's tough, and you've been successful, and um, so let's just talk a little bit then and get about. I guess like how the system sort of like progressed because I mean, you had to build it. That's what you, you always see. You use the word factory, right? Um, but it's true, right? So the thing that when people ask me about us, I they, why like why we're successful? I think it's like it's the systems, the processes, right? The communication's amazing, but nobody in the business does it better than we do. There's people that do it as good. But I would be hard to say that there's anybody that does it better, right? From the actual process of of us getting a call, me sending over a number, right. uh, or getting us getting a contract, that factory is like a well-oiled machine. But you know, it's it, it changes at times, and we figure things are better, and, and you know, or with something we don't want anymore. But you built it. Like you did it yourself, right? Over time, I mean, from everything, from email templates to the exact verbiage that you need to use to, you know, get off the phone and it's you have ten minutes to send this email and then this one follows, right? I mean, so how did that? Did someone help you with that? Did John help you with that? Or like, where? This is a. I've never asked this question, by the way. Look at us learning new things. I really haven't. Today. I don't know. I don't know like what you just decided to go. That sounds boring, but you did it. I'm surprised. <laughs> you want? Are you sure you want to hear this? <laughs> Make it quick, oh, please. Oh gosh. Um, <clears throat> so okay. So John helped me with John and and Jay. Right. Yeah. Jay's a. We all know Jay's a great visionary. He's yeah. a master chess player. Right? right. Jay always knew that. Hey man, if you're gonna grow, you got to get out of it. There's yeah. no way you can just live in it all day. We, we, you, you won't make it, right? Mm-hmm. So he was he knew that and helped kind of through that. But that was where John was real pivotal too, right? And John will tell you the first time I met with him, and by the way, I was against coaching, right? I was that guy. I'm like, really? I'm going to hire a coach? Right. Come on. Like, and you were also against hiring 
uh, inside loan officer. Yeah, everything. <laughs> I, I, I was against everything else that I did yeah. over the last eight years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I met with him. I remember at Panera, or it was Paradise then, right? And you know, he's like, "So what's up?" And I'm like, "Dude, and I didn't even want to be there." Yeah. And I'm like, "I'm like, I'm just done, man." I'm like, "So I don't. You probably can't help me." Like, I was yeah. so. Anyway, he'll tell the story today that, like, man, when I sat down with you, you were a dead man walking. Like, you looked like a zombie. Like, you just, you, you were done, right? And I told him, I go, if I take, if I do one more loan application, I'm just not going to make it, man. Like, yeah. I can't handle this anymore. It's too much, too much pressure. Because as you know, the, t- the toughest thing about our business is the sense of urgency. Everybody wants everything five minutes ago. But that's also the fun part about it because it's how do we manage the chaos? It's very hard to perfect. But if we could build systems and, and like you say, a factory around managing all that chaos, um, you know, it, we might be able to build something pretty special. So, uh, I remember at one point, and this was way before you, way before Bree, this is when Amber was just the first kind of hire. Right. And I thought there's gotta be a better communication system for this business. There has to be, because I went, I went out and I'm like, I'm going to go interview a couple of my realtors and see like what, what frustrates them the most about this business. And every single answer I, I was given, I could relate to communication in some way, shape, or form. So I'm like, okay, we need to build a better communication platform. So I actually remember we had just bought in our house, Rachel and I, just gotten married. And uh, I remember, I'm like, I have to make time for this. Rachel, by the way, is your, like, one of your best friends from high school, too, which is a, kind of a cool story. Yeah, we've known each other a long time. And she is, I mean, she is my best friend. She's amazing. Um, so... I remember sitting in the backyard. I'm like, babe, I just, I, I need just to be, don't bug me. And I sat in my backyard under the gazebo and I, I literally took my computer out there and I just started typing it step by step. I'm like, as soon as a lead comes in or, you know, yeah. real, Oleg sends a name, yeah. what happens next? Then what happens after that? Then what happens after that? And just went through. And I think the very first system was like 56 points, right? Yep. And then it grew. So to answer your question, I did build that on my own. And then over the years, we've just used that blueprint to, uh, you know, move into different steps and points. And as the business changes and how our, our business changes, we just use that to continue building on it, essentially. So. Right. Um, and, you know, it's kind of fun to look back on because this was before, like, everyone had the automated emails. And, and anyone, you know, that you know on the team will tell you, I hate the automation, right? Because I don't like anything that looks unauthentic and I don't like anything that's insincere. And I felt like we had to build a system where the emails came from us. We right. typed them. So it makes you feel good going through the process. Um, and you're not you're not a huge adapter to... Well, first of all, it takes you a long time to actually like decide to do something because you like overanalyze everything. For sure. So... There are automated systems that you can use right. that you don't have to necessarily, you can put your own verbiage in, and do, but you still like the system that we have, and people will go argue on that all day long, because we do, we do have an incredible CRM system we spent a lot of money on, but we were the first team to really use, start using, right. um, and we built out, that that was, that Steve Mikesta brought over, um, and his now his brother Jeff is here, and Steve's out doing more of that. Like, I mean, it's, it's, he left the mortgage business to go start working on what his passion was, was basically the CRM right. that he had built. Um, so, But to this day, we still use your templates. Like, the girls, it's, it's done and maybe delivered in a different fashion, but it's still your templates that you've Yeah, we've, we've, ad- we've adopted some automation, but it's still the way we want it to be written yep. and looked and, right? It's, it's us. Yeah. People see it and they know it's us. Right. Right? So, um, that's, 
Yeah, the authenticity, you know, man, that's everything to me. Like, it just has to be real, real talk with Ryan Madrid. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, so, I don't know, man. I just feel like it's the only way to go about life, as weird as that sounds. Uh, and I don't want anyone to ever think that we're not being real with them or, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. Our, our industry, like a lot, it, there's just a lot of that, right? There's yeah. a lot of just insincerity. And, and uh, you know, one thing I did want to say that I didn't get to is – that whole moment when you came in my office, right? That whole story. Uh, I think something that's powerful from that that I learned, uh, now that I'm looking back on it, I'm going, oh, you know what was cool about that? Looking at Ryan Madrid from afar, you see this polished, everything's good. He kicks the sheets <laughs> off in the morning. He's happy, right? He's got it all figured out. And then he comes in your office completely shocked, and this thing that is happening that's very stressful, right? Um, that shows you that he's human, right? And he's not, he's not just this, this perfect robot. And I think today what makes us so strong, the systems are great, the factory's great, but what makes us the strongest is the fact that the people around us, I feel, know how much we really care. And we know we're, we're, we've learned through times like that that we can't just assume everybody's okay. We gotta be checking in, right? And I think a lot of leaders, to check a box, We'll say, hey, Ryan, how you doing? You good? Everything good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. And then they move on. They check that box and they led, right? Yeah. But, but I think we do it in a way. You, you and I tag team this with the team all the time, right? Yep. We'll say, hey, I mean, I'll tell you, hey, will you check in with so-and-so? Like, I'm checking in, but I, I feel like something's there. Like, and we, we're like, we, we literally are a family. And as cheesy and cliche as that sounds, we are and you know it. Yep. And it's like that. I think that's, that's what makes us so great. So getting back to, like, the team and – like when we hired Bree, right? That was the first hire to kind of help you out. And you, she sat in that little desk right behind you. Oh, yeah. Because you were like, I need to make sure this, this person knows what they're doing because you were very, you held everything close to your chest. Mm -hmm. Even though you did offer everybody the 56-point system as a playbook, and if anybody wants to use it, go for it, and basically nobody's ever done it, right? Um, but Chris, uh, but Bree had her friend that she had worked with for a long time, uh, Christy, so we were, she was able to bring over somebody that she kind of felt close to that was kind of in her family already. And so from the hiring process is concerned, I mean, we're very meticulous and we make sure that we, we're bringing people on. Right. We were alike. They're, they're going to be able to get along with the family. Amber's been with you forever. Um, I mean, Amber was with them or she was with you for like, she's been with you eight years. Yeah, and she was at Waterfield with us back in the okay, day before so, yeah. that. Yeah. And, she's, you know, and she's the best at what she does. Um, and we just have gotten lucky somewhat too of getting the quality of people because Chrissy's unbelievable. And we had a relationship with Liz already because she was our title rep at lawyers. Right. And so we were already working with her. And then, um, we decided that we really wanted her to come over and work with us and kind of do what I was doing. Cause I was kind of doing other things now. And so that was an amazing relationship because we were already friends with her. And she was already friends with with our referral partners. So it was like the easiest kind of seamless process there. And then we brought in Jamie, who I knew from somebody else. Um, and she obviously is great. She's our client coordinator. And then as, t as time went on, you know, I brought a lot of other people to the company, other LOs, but not to our team, right? So to our branch, I should say. So now then we brought Kyle over. And, and they brought Rachel over, and 
I mean, the cool thing about having all those people and how well they all get along with, and and we're all about respect, right? We got to make sure that the you know, we can't bring an LO into, especially the branch or the team, that is going to treat our people badly, right? Which can happen, right. right? So you get people that get frustrated. Their their deals aren't, aren't aren't going like the way they should be, and everybody knows this. Is listening to this right now? I don't care if you're a realtor or or an LO. You get frustrated because something stayed in processing too long or an underwriting too long or this the income wasn't calculated correctly. Tax transcripts. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Um, but, you know, we decided in the busiest time ever, probably in, in, in mortgage business, to, we're like, dude, we need to give these girls a break. Like, they're like, over, they're, they're working too much. Right. And you, we, we feel bad. But, like, you can't just hire somebody and, like, throw them in in the busiest times and train them. It takes a long time. It's not that easy. But so we took them all out to the lake a few weeks ago. Rented a couple boats, used Bree's boat, and uh, brought the families where this, you know, girlfriends or husbands or whatever. And dude, we just had a day just like hanging, like all, you know, a long time. It was fun. Just perfect weather. And I think like it wasn't like we were there to even to get to know each other because we are we all already know each other, right? right? So we we just all hung out. There was people over here talking, people over here just hanging out in the water, and, and we just literally threw the anchors down and just chilled for like six hours and, and drank beer and hung out. And when I tell that, just like, you know, somebody, hey, what'd you do on Saturday, last Saturday? Oh, was, dude, I, we took our team out to, to Lake Pleasant. They're like, what? You did? You know, it's like, that's not normal. Like you wanted to hang out with them? Right. <laughs> but it's not normal, right? It, it really yeah. isn't normal. And, but um, it is to us. But it is to us. And I think that, that that's, you know, we just, we got super lucky. It's true. I mean, like here, we we deal with a lot of stuff because this business is brutal. Right. Like, I don't care where you work. It's going to get heated. It's, it's going to get emotional. It's going to get tough. And, you know, having, at the end of the day, like, especially when we were in Portales, like, I'd be able to walk down. It was like Duesenberry and Allen and and Patrick and, you know, and having Jay and Keith around. And, and you know, they're just such good people when you can just kind of roll with your fam. You know, totally. most people don't, 99% of people don't work with their friends. I it's mean, so not you normal. work, you go do your job, and then you go home, and, you know, you got your reports you got to send in, and you sync your computer to home office, and these are all my trials and tribulations. But, um, yeah, for me, it's just been, it's, it's been, it's been a really great experience, I think, just coming and working in this world with, with some struggles, obviously, but... You know, we got here at this new office, and it's been a, it's been killer too. Um, and then able to bring over, you know, like Austin Bates, like, like he was already my friend, right? Right. Um, from EC seventy, by the way, Stuart's a charo, so he's a very he's an, he's a nonprofit guy too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, just me being an EC with 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 Ross as well, and having his old central branch come over, another good friend of mine. Having and which are your good friends too, right. right? And then having the whole Tempe branch with you know Kent and Mike and Jay Ray and all those guys. Um, we just keep adding to the the coolness of like going, man. Like we we have such a good group of people that to just roll with, really, right? right. In in a really brutal business. I mean, it can be tough. The business, you, you it, it's tough it, every 100%. day. I and mean, I, and I think that the the coolness, they're, we're not. 
it's not just because they're cool because they're cool. That's true too. But they're they're cool because the way they treat people and take care of people, right? I mean, yeah. That's what I think. And I know again, it sounds like cliche, right? That that's the culture they you care. take care of. People. But but they do. And I know that in our journey, mm. I I didn't realize I had my head in the sand. I thought this was normal. And then we bring over a Brie or a Christie, and then have them tell you their stories about their, you know, old world. Yeah. And you realize that not everybody leads and manages in a thoughtful, nice way, right? And right. cares about their people. They just care about make sure you check those boxes, right? right. Come back tomorrow and check them again, right? right. So, um, yeah, it's funny, man. I, I look at all this too, and I sit there and I go, "It's what's weird about it is it's 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 easy, right? Like if you just." If we, we just care so much about these people, why is that not normal? But um, I don't know. Greed. I don't know. Yeah. Well, people weird. just, I think, you know, I think it's, I think money is a factor for sure. You know, people aren't willing to give up and they also can't see the big picture, right? Like for me, I pay for what I get. Right. And then which in turn allows me to do way more business because I'm not caught in the weeds trying to figure out encompass and, you know, figuring out a self-employed borrower right. and calculating income. I can move fast. Right. I can move fast, but I have to give up for that. So I think a lot of people that we would love to have come on in our, our little team here, don't get they, like they're like no wait I have, I have to no I want all the money and I'll do everything myself, but the life isn't nearly as good. Well, I was gonna say work life as balance much is, as I care yeah. about we care about yeah. the consumer experience and customer service because that's our reputation that's everything. I'll take a few unhappy customers to make sure that all of us have a quality of life and and like when we did the Lake Day right I remember one of the thoughts was okay hold on a minute, the whole cabinet. Yeah, is going to be on the same boat with, with no, no service. With no service, what are we going to do about prequels? And I was like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. We'll deal with them on Sunday. And if we miss it, we miss it. Yeah. we have got to go have fun. I just don't care. Like, yeah, like you said, big picture, man. Yeah, quality of life is huge, and, and you know we're all different. You know, Chrissy's got young kids. You have young kids. I mean, you have three now, um, and Bree's got. You know, her kids are older, and but her daughter, shoot, we've left Taylor out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now Bree's daughter's working with us as well, which is another cool thing. And, and Liz has got young kids. And, um, yeah, so for me, quality of life, right? It's people always – it's like I get more crap than anybody. They're like, what, what are you doing? Well, I was like, well, bringing in business that I don't actually have to do because I have people that are better than me and – all you people asking the questions, in my opinion, to doing it, right? So we hire great people to do, do it's the greatest and best use, right? Right. That wasn't that particular, wasn't sitting behind the desk and doing that. Um, not that it's yours either, but we give the, each other the opportunity to go, go travel, to go do stuff, right. right? Life's too short. We can't sit around and, you know, stress. And I do worry about you know, people around here sometimes, right? You're like, dude, you've got to relax, like, like unplug your computer. Unplug your computer. Unplug your phone. It's yep. gonna be okay. You don't. You know. You're. You're doing all right. So, um, I guess to wrap it up, um, anything going on that you want to talk about? <laughs> you just got off the ride. I'm gonna talk about that just for one second because I didn't get to go, which sucked. But coronavirus COVID. ruined that for uh, 
if you haven't heard of the Charo ride, you're missing out. Um, but we do get to do the holiday classic with EC70, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Talking stick. So, uh, but yeah, I guess uh, thanks Trish, thanks Trey, thanks VIP Mortgage. Um, we are going to have sp sponsors. I think the goal moving forward with everybody that comes on, we're going to talk a little bit about their business, obviously. But today, since you are the first guest and we both work at the same company and we have the support of VIP Mortgage, it's very important to talk about the fact that we are the Crawford team, but this is, this is a podcast for VIP and we're going to have LOs from VIP on here as well, talking about their journeys, even people that work here, um, in other departments that think they have cool stories um, it's moving forward, so I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut real talk with Ryan Madrid off for a second. And say two last things to wrap it up before you wrap it up. All right, and then I try to rewrap it up okay. on you. Then you wrap it up. Uh, number one, thank you for having me on. I love you, dude, and I'm honored to be a guest on this. You have a lot of great friends, and I don't take it lightly. So thanks, man. And uh, and and I can promise you this that we're just getting started. I promise you that this we have not even begun this journey. Number two. One of the coolest things I ever heard about Ryan Madrid, I don't know if I've ever told you this. We were, I'll, I'll, I'll leave the uh, person nameless, but we, we went to have drinks with a realtor um, at the Henry. This was probably six months ago-ish, maybe. And it was just the three of us, and you had to leave early. And you left, and the two of us sat there. And we, we were talking about you. And he looks at me, and he goes, you know what I love about Madrid? Like, what? He's like, He's just one of these guys that when you're with him, you feel like you're a million bucks. And I was like, that's a great way to explain Ryan wow. Madrid. So, did I ever tell you that? No. Yeah, that's a good one. So That is a good one. Whoever that was, thanks. <laughs> 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 but, you know, there's there's a deep story, right, behind that we'll get into one day. I think I actually had a good idea that I was going to talk to. I think one day I'm going to have my sister interview me on this podcast to talk to because – the story, um, like you said, like getting back to the to the rough shell or the people that I don't right. think I used to have maybe that people thought I did. You know, I don't I don't have that I'm just, at all, and I think you know that. But there's a deep story behind that that you know, and that obviously you know. So I think it'd be good to people to kind of understand. Because I feel even even around here sometimes it's like you know I'm I'm like laser. I come in, I'm out, I turn the corner. Uh, you know, people are like. So who's this guy? <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude. I just, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I'm busy. I'm doing my thing. But, right. um, but that makes me feel good because I, that's the way I do feel. I try to be that way, when you know, with everybody. But sometimes I'm not perfect. <laughs> I still go back to my old way sometimes. So, anyways, thanks Trish, thanks Trey, thanks Jay Keith, uh, Jack, Papa Jack, everybody here at VIP Mortgage. Appreciate everybody, and thanks Stu. Love you, buddy. You got it, buddy. And we're out. See ya. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your friends, um, like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Instagram, we are at Real Talk with Ryan Madrid. Our website is realtalkwithryanmadrid.com. And we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So please find us at one of those locations and like and subscribe. Thank you.